Hello, welcome to Public Affairs on WRBH. I'm Lynn Koppel, and today we're joined by Christopher Keefe, who has started, you are the originator of this, an interesting project that I think you all will be interested in. Mr. Keefe, tell us what you've started doing, when you started it, and what's your mission? What's the point? Oh, well, well hello, everybody. Um, so earlier this year, about mid-June, I decided to uh, start a company called Second Chance Donuts. And what we do is we make delicious donuts. We hire those who others don't. And we provide a support network uh, for our employees to live a life full of boundless opportunities. Tell us about people who you hire, if you can. In other words, in general terms, of course, would these be people who perhaps been to prison or what? what tell me about it. So the entire model of our business is to hire individuals with criminal records, mm-hmm. criminal backgrounds, because we've identified a huge area of need here, especially in New Orleans and the entire country, of offering fair chance employment and providing opportunities for individuals who have those criminal records to uh, be able to progress and make something out of their lives once they are released from that prison setting. Yeah, I know that's a real problem because you have so many people who who have had, shall we say, a mistake and paid for it, but unfortunately have all kinds of problems getting employed and getting all kinds of different things. In other words, you can't get a this, you can't get a that license, and uh, and people aren't willing to take a chance a lot of times on someone who might be a perfectly worthwhile person and ready to turn their lives around and to make some money and have an honest living, but just can't find it. So how did you get this idea? Tell us about the origin of it. Well, so I moved to New Orleans uh, close to four years ago with the intents of opening, uh, with the intentions, I Mm -hmm. should say, of opening a donut company. Okay. Um, After working in the service industry for a couple of the most successful restaurateurs here in New Orleans, uh, I just noticed that there were a lot of people in the industry with a criminal record, um, but no support system was oh, being good. offered by the employer to ensure that those people would succeed. So it it slowly, over the last couple of years, took this uh, shift from just a regular everyday donut company to a donut company that actually is trying to you know, better the community and help out. Tell us about the support activities that you have, uh, because I think that is sometimes important well, just a just a quick rundown. We do a little bit of everything. We're tr- we're working on some uh, finalizing some agreements with uh, with housing transportation mm-hmm. issues, uh, but we really have identified a couple of core areas that individuals who are released from prison those support services that they need, uh, and a couple of those are definitely legal aid. Oh yes. Uh, so one thing we try to offer is actually our employees' criminal records being expunged. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have to go for a job interview and you see that little check a box, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Uh, if someone checks that box, only 2% of those individuals that check that box are actually going to get Whoa. the job. So you're you're excluding 98% of sure. that population, which is actually one-third of all Americans <laughs> have a criminal record. So yeah. if you're pushing those people out and not allowing them to make a living, contribute financially, socially, culturally to their cities and you're you're just throwing them away, then you're 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 bound to have more and more problems, which is kind of where New Orleans is is today yes. from some of the policies that they've enacted and, and followed the last thirty years. One of the things that it always seems to me that would be useful, particularly for people who perhaps haven't had 
shall we say, work experience previously would be something that would offer like work experience, like help with, well, here's what you have to do to go to work or here's what you need for financial things. You know, it upsets me sometimes when you hear people tell you this, that they've gotten into so much financial trouble because they just didn't know. In other words, you had no That's... idea. Oh, no, wait a minute. I've, I, you know, got took a loan and now, yeah. but wait, look at this. They've raised the interest rates every month. In other words, you, you, need, you need to have some financial know-how, and I think this would be important so as be, part of it. Beyond the legal aid aspect, mm-hmm. we also offer uh, access to free medical care. Oh, good. Um, food, clothing, mm-hmm. transportation, like I said earlier, some of the things we're still working on. Um, but education across the board is one of the biggest issues that we're focusing on. Um, and one of those components is financial literacy. Uh, I think a good majority portion of this country, including myself at times, still <laughs> mismanaged the money and we just yeah. don't know. Like, you know, I didn't know the true cost of college. Oh, yes, yes. Before I took out those loans. Uh, and so with the educational aspect uh, that we were talking about earlier, we do, we're trying right now to bring it to the next level, but we've already established a partnership with Delgado Community College. Good, good. I'm very excited to work with them uh, to offer free adult education classes, uh, GED prep, mm-hmm. GED testing, and also trade certifications in four different areas, the hospitality industry, uh, healthcare, IT, and uh, I guess you could say everyday trades, but it's yeah. really some specific stuff like uh, plumbing, HVAC, and welding, which are pretty hard certificates to obtain um, without a criminal record. So if you throw that into the mix, then it's even, it, it, it's it's a, you're stuck behind the eight ball as soon as you get out. And we just want to eliminate that eight ball for people so it's not in their way and they can move forward and say, you know what, I've done 10 years in prison. I have a child already. Yes. I've got to prevent my son or daughter from repeating the same mistakes. Absolutely. That I made. Well, and also, you've got to have some work experience. I think people who perhaps, and this is very unfortunate, have never had any real work experience, you know, that's that's something we all have to learn how to do. I can tell you, even as people who uh, have gone to college and have had work experience, but as a, as a student or, you know, in mm-hmm. other words, you work during the summer or you have a part-time job somewhere... When you get out and you realize now I have to find something serious, that's right. that's a big shock. Right. And you I mean, there, there's individuals that, you know, have college degrees are very successful, end up mm-hmm. committing a crime, going sure. to jail. They have something to fall back on when they get out. They still sure. have that degree. They still have that work experience. But here in New Orleans, one thing I'm noticing, and it's just based off statistics that you can you can find on on. On the Internet, and maybe you shouldn't believe everything you, you read, but if your sources are good, then maybe you're good to go. So, um, you know, education or lack of a quality yes. primary school education in New Orleans has been something that's plagued this city for decades. And if and if the people around you, if you see your cousins and your uncles and your brothers all going to prison, you're more yeah. than likely going to repeat those the same way all of my cousins and my uncles and family members went to college. I didn't wasn't for me. I have yeah. a GED. I dropped out of high school. I've made some mistakes, but I've also been given tons of second chances. So that's what we're trying to do here is just give those opportunities to individuals. Without that education, you cannot leave New Orleans. 
Absolutely. You can't go to college and start to accumulate that wealth that's been happening in in my family and other families across the country uh, for, for multiple, multiple generations. Well, I, I think you're, seems like you've got, you found a need and have provided it. Now let's talk about donuts. Let's, uh, from, let's from do that. sad topic to cheerful topic. Yeah. So why donuts? Why did you decide to do donuts? Well, I'm from, I'm from Massachusetts and uh, donuts are just a part of our culture. They're a part of our existence you know every town has that local donut shop oh, okay. and that is that is one of the meeting areas now nowadays it may be a dunkin donuts but you know mm-hmm. we're still all seeing the same people and and you know you see babies and you know i haven't seen you in six months oh well, you know I have a baby sure. now that sort of thing so um i've always wanted to do donuts and donuts i believe are just one of those things that provide um, a lot of pleasure for very yes. little money <clears throat> you know we we don't want to be uh, we're not selling $1,000 phone or $500 yeah. sneakers. We're, we're selling really, really inexpensive donuts that are trying to provide just that little bit of pleasure for people. Donuts are for everyone as well. It's not anything too fancy, not anything too uh, too elaborate. And so you make your own donuts, and do you have designer kind of donuts or just the plain old uh routine of donuts so we, we definitely obviously we we make our donuts by hand uh they're all small batch so we mm-hmm. give that extra little bit of love uh, we do not make absorbently crazy donuts <laughs> I, no no licorice donuts no no like you know you'll never see like a, a hibiscus lemongrass donut <laughs> on our menu okay. it just it's not going to happen we we're uh we're pretty simple people when you break it down like you know this world we live in, it's all different things being thrown your way 24-7. Uh, and we just like to, to slow down and enjoy the simple things. So, you know, we're we're rocking with a, a classic glaze or a cake cool. donut, a little chocolate frosting. <clears throat> um, now, you have to have some sprinkles every once in a while. Yeah, we call them jimmies back home. Okay. Yep, so we got a little chocolate uh, chocolate frosting with some with some jimmies on oh, it. Okay, well, that's, we're going to okay. try to okay. change the vernacular and the... The way people talk about sprinkles, aka Jimmy's, down here in New Orleans. <laughs> okay, well that's fine. Oh, so you do this? You make them yourselves? You're, do you? Can you tell us where your plant is or your shop? So we recently just uh, signed some lease space mm-hmm. at the Rue Carre Food Court, located at two thousand Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City. Okay, it's right between Jackson and Felicity. Mm-hmm. On Aretha Castle. Is that around, is that the one by Cafe Reconcile, or is it the one that's a little bit further down the street? A little bit further down the street. I believe it's right across from the Mount Zion. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. Jehovah Witnesses? Something like that. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Is that the one that has all the little restaurants there? Okay, well, that's an, that would be an interesting place to go. Are you thinking that people will come and have, oh my gosh, they have all kinds of different restaurants? They do offerings, every kind of food you could think of, but you could fit our, even if you eat something particularly weird that you've never had before, you can go have a donut to kind of bring it back to real. So most of the establishments that are at Rue Carre mm-hmm. are there in the afternoon, primarily okay. a lunch, early evening spot. Uh, we signed the lease with the intention oh, of going in early in the morning and <clears throat> uh, providing sure. breakfast and donuts for the, for the entire neighborhood. So we're also going to be serving some other things other than donuts. Um, 
little small breakfast plates. Oh, okay. Most important thing, no matter what we what we end up serving, is you're going to get some fantastic food at great prices. You know, that's really important because I think there are a lot of people who enjoy going out to breakfast, particularly if you if you're going to work somewhere and or would you know, like to yeah. go out to breakfast more, but can't necessarily well, yeah can't necessarily afford to. I mean, depending on on how much money you're making. I mean, if I'm if I'm a server and I'm making you know a thousand dollars a week and and you know, sure. My rent's X amount. My bills. There's only so much money, and with the financial literacy thing that we were talking oh, about, yes, right. If you have a budget, stick to your budget. If not, that thirty dollar breakfast absolutely could be the reason why your your light bills are shut. Well, off. they even get nasty with you about going out and having a cup of coffee at the coffee shop every every week. I've had people say, "Well, you know, if you just cut out that coffee." And I'm like, mm, yeah, but no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's never... you know, a four dollar coffee. Wait a minute. But, uh, no, this is an excellent idea, and I'm so glad to hear about it. Do you know the address of that? Or tell us again the name. And I'm going to ask you at the end because maybe, you know, eventually people will want to stop in on their way downtown or on their way to wherever they work. Yeah. So we're located in the Rue Carre Food Court. Okay. And the street address there is 2000 Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're located in the Central City neighborhood. Yeah, and it's a it's a group of little. Actually, I think they're shipping containers, aren't they? Yeah, it's a, it's a shipping containers with uh, that surround the outside. We also <laughs> have a full production kitchen, and in the middle is this beautiful food court where people can come, grab you a couple of little bites, different Sounds restaurants. Great. It's all very reasonably priced. Sit down with some people, have some discussions, and and talk about a few things. That sounds perfect, and perfect for a breakfast meeting, maybe where yeah. you, you know, a bunch of people want to get together and talk for 15 or 20 minutes before they go into work. You could sit there and have donuts. You don't have to have quiche uh, or something you hate. But uh, actually, I like quiche. We I don't mind quiche. can't be mean about it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. you can just go. And it's not going to be a 1350 meal. Is that what we're hearing here? And you can That's have coffee, fine. good coffee. Good coffee. Good okay. coffee. Just and, and really, really, we just want the community to come out and support each other. Mm-hmm. That, that's really what it's about. Like we, we live these lives that are so separate from each other. Uh, you know, back home in, in Boston, everyone is really, really standoffish. Mm-hmm. You know, you say hello to someone, and they, and they automatically think you're trying to rob yes. them. And you come down to, I came down here to New Orleans, and you know that softens a little bit. But I still feel like even in the last two years, that people's ability to communicate with each other has been like really, really shut off. Like I, I, when I first moved here, I would do a little social experiment. I would say hello to the first 10 Mm -hmm. people I came across, no matter who they were. Um, and I was getting like seven, six and a half of them to say something. Now it's like three. So I just, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's up and I'm just, uh, I'm hoping that we can get some people down, some community leaders, business owners, and just get down and start talking about what's going on and what's affecting the city. Uh, and we think it we think it really begins with the employment, especially the fair chance employment. Sure. That is that is going to be end up having to be the future of New Orleans because you have so many individuals down here with a criminal record. And if you exclude them from the workforce and being able to make a difference in their lives, eventually they're going to end up reaching a breaking point. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of really upset people down here. Well. <laughs> I much blame, because of my age, I blame technology <laughs> keeping us apart. I agree. My experience, and I've lived a bunch of different places, but I've always come back to New Orleans, is always that you, 
if you're in line at the supermarket, people are always telling you things and, you know, sharing things. You've never seen them before. You never see them again. But that's that's a human experience, which is extremely pleasant and very affirmative. You feel like, yeah, you know, life is good. But you're right. If you go and no one's talking to you and people are saying, uh, excuse me, get out of my way. I've got to do this. Or if they're looking at those wretched phones, I have gone off Facebook for Advent. But that's just me. That's just me. Because I realized I was spending so much time. What was I doing looking at pictures? I love grandchildren and I love to hear what's going on. But I don't care what the kitties and doggies There's are doing only so much, much that you can process. <laughs> yeah, or the food particularly. So this is good. This is another opportunity for us to be able to all get together and talk about silly stuff, but whatever we want. Good, a, a meeting place. I'm, that's a wonderful concept. Now, tell me something. All is it open now, or are you opening? I mean, is it open? I, I haven't. So for the been past two weeks, we've been doing some production for okay. different catering events. Um, couple of weddings and whatnot, okay. and some office space type mm-hmm. of um, catering orders. Uh, our grand opening is going to be December 9th. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we are very excited about that. Uh, that's going to be at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to run <laughs> till about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, still working out all the details as far as if we're going to have some music yeah. and some art and some entertainment, but uh, definitely come down, have a good time. Have a cup, have of, a cup coffee of coffee and a donut. Donut, maybe a little breakfast plate, whatever, oh, whatever floats the, your boat. Yeah. So this is the ninth, you say. The so ninth, are yes, we going to see more? I mean, you're going to advertise it, of course, not just you know. In other words, we'll we'll hear about it at other venues besides just this this show. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, we're uh, we're getting ready to roll out um, some social media. That's primarily good. where we've been doing our advertising. It's well, been the most good. effective means of reaching uh, potential customers. But we've got some uh, we've got some things in the works next couple of weeks. So we're hoping. Uh, we're hoping definitely by January 1st that people know who we are and are really coming sure. down and, and wanting to come come support what we're trying to do. Because it, with every donut that's purchased, a person is providing an opportunity and, more importantly, an option. Sure. And, and that that's really what this entire business boils down to is presenting people with options. Like if you tell somebody to do something or you give them the yeah. option to do it, they're more than likely going to – choose the option to do it because you're giving them exactly that. Yeah. Uh, so with with our employees, we just want to provide those options moving forward because they've done their crimes, they've done their time, and now it's it's literally time to just say, okay, that's enough, and move forward. You know, too, just having a job, I realize most, well, we, I suppose you hope, most of these people aren't going to spend the rest of their lives in donut production but they will be able to go and get some other kind of employment with having a CV is very, I don't guess you call it a CV in the business world, but, you know, in other words, having things on your resume Mm -hmm. that, you know, well, I worked for this many years and you can call Mr. Keefe and he's going to tell you what I did and then I came all the time and I made this much money. That's a real step up. And, you know, that's one of the the major things you look at, I guess, in hiring decisions is, has this person ever worked before? You know, how has their work record been? Are they, you know, able to come to work on time? Are they able to come, you know, stay until they have to go home and this, that, and the other? To me, it just seems like a wonderful opportunity for people who, you're right, have been left out of the kind of the mix and we we've got to include everybody if the city is going to succeed. Yeah. What do we do? What do we do with the 
with the the young man or young woman that went into jail when they were 20. Oh, yeah. And, or 18. Or 18, and they spent 25, 30 years oh, my goodness, in jail yes. and get out in their early 50s. Yeah, you still well, have a life. You, you still, exactly. It's not like you're going to go on Social Security. Exactly. Like you, you know, and if you have no work experience, then no one is going to give you a meaningful job. So we, we do not want, and I know this may sound, this may sound crazy because you, you want that employee, employee loyalty mm-hmm. and you want your employees to stick around and well, grow course, and learn. Of course, I'm... But at the same time, we don't want our employees to stick around. Well, I, yeah. I, I don't really want to have employees that stay with me for five, 10, three, even three years. Like mm-hmm. we would love to get some, to get people from day one out to within two years sure. having some sort of tangible, okay, I have a welder certificate. Oh, yes, I can yes. go make sure. X amount of dollars per hour. Yeah. Provide for my family so I don't have to. Once again, it comes back to those options. If you look at it like, you know, if, if, if you get out and you get a job for $8 an hour and you work for 40 hours, that's 320 yeah. bucks minus taxes. You're looking at like 270 yeah. Yeah. So you, you do the math, 270 times four, it's a thousand bucks. So I'm going to work 160 hours for a thousand bucks. That's not even going to pay rent, bills, no. daycare, gas, insurance, all these things. Food. Food. Yeah. Hello. What are you going to do? Food. Yeah. Exactly. So you're forcing people to not necessarily make the right decision because they don't have any options. So instead of me working, I can take some of that money and go buy something illegal. Sure. And sell it and make five times that amount of money in three days. What makes more sense? Yeah. We're, we're, we're not giving people options. We're forcing people into making bad decisions once they have an opportunity. You know, it's not sometimes, I think, decisions. It's, is it easier to be on welfare? You know, we can't complain about people being on welfare if there's really nothing else Sometimes it's, it's not necessarily that, decisions, but it's, it's no. also just circumstances. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not, I, oh, I think I'll be, let's see, can I be on welfare or will I get a job? I think I'll be on welfare. No, it's how do I afford to live? Where do I get the job? I can't get it. You know, in other words, it's not something you consciously, intentionally decide. Yeah, I think welfare would be more fun than, no, that's, that happens, I'm sure, but not as often as we'd like well, it happens. We hope it never happens, but that's that's what it is, is that the choice is not really there. I've had people tell me that, you know, I have children. What can I do? Well, you're right. And of course, you have men and women both who work at this now that we have brought up the, you know, this sort of a thing. It's something that uh, that is a very valuable thing in the community. Well, have you gotten any grants or anything for this to help you with this? Or are you doing this all on your own? So we are a for-profit company. Uh-huh. We're not a nonprofit, so there's a, a oh, lot I of see what you mean. No, grants uh, and donations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we're just not even eligible for. And, okay. and a lot of people that I've talked to, you know, have suggested that we go the nonprofit route well, because it would just be easier to find funding. And my my response to that is, yeah, it, I mean, it might be easier to find funding in that sense because you can have donors who can get sure. tax breaks, and and but you're just and this is not a knock on any nonprofit whatsoever. I know exactly what you're going to say, but go right ahead. I think you're right. But if I can make enough money, sure. my company can make generate enough revenue to 
pay for some of the social service mm -hmm. network that we're trying to offer. And a lot of our social services are offered through partnerships that mm -hmm. we've already mm -hmm. formed entirely for free. Sure. But there are some things in the future that we're going to have to pay for, like a social worker sure. to be able to manage all of our employees. If my company can afford to operate and pay for those options, mm -hmm. why do I need to take money from somebody else in order to do that? I think I think companies should have more of a responsibility, especially for-profit companies, should have a responsibility towards their employees. Um, and, I mean, I, I know firsthand just working in the restaurant industry for the last three years, like, that industry in speci specifically is is it's all about turnover. It's all about finding the next body. Oh, yes, yes. And there's not a lot done, my personal experience, to really support the employee. And I'm going to say, like, a lot of people think, like, service industry individuals, that they're lazy or that they're dumb or that they couldn't get any other job. That's so far from the truth. Oh. I've worked with people with master's degrees. They can't find jobs either. And they can't find a job that pays enough and is, so they, you know, and when, exactly. when, when that things turn bad, you go away. So, I mean, it's, yeah, well, I think you're the, the wave, let's pray that you're the wave of the future, which is we'll make some money and then we'll share the money, share the wealth. Oops, is that a bad thing to say? But we'll share the wealth with others. And so we can all live as a community together and be healthy and happy it doesn't together. even necessarily have to be like share the wealth. It's just I really, know, really more so, so like a um, just providing opportunities. Yeah. Just, just yeah. professional and personal development opportunities because everybody wanted to be something at some point. Like I, I have an I have an employee. Um, he wanted and still wants to, and we're working on getting him sure. towards this um, digital media. Good for him. Yeah. That's like what he wanted to do, and he can't get funding. No. To go to school because he has a drug charge on his mm, criminal history, yeah. which as a result now of our partnership with Delgado, we'll be able to good, get him in good, and he'll be able to get good. that financial aid. But all that took for me to obtain that was a phone call. Isn't and it? I don't understand why more businesses can't just take the time to make a few phone calls. Sure, and to figure something out. What's what's needed? Not so. Sounds like you're solved. Well, you're you're working towards solving yeah. the problem, and I it's a huge. Problem. I salute you, and certainly you know um, love to hear it. I think let's hope that this is the wave of the future, where, as you're right, industries, businesses, accept their responsibility to to their employees. Better pay is one thing, but it's also the support system. Yes. That gives them. Well, Mr. Keefe, I'm very, very impressed with Second Chance Donuts. You can, can they call you? Yeah, you if can they give us a call. You can something? visit us on, on the website, secondchancedonuts.com, okay. okay. facebook.com, Second Chance Donuts. Okay. Phone number is 504-762-1293. Okay. Uh, and we're open Thursday through Monday, 6 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock. <laughs> On Aretha Cathal Haley Boulevard. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Keefe, for coming on. This Thank has you, been Lynn. Public Affairs on WRBH. Thanks for listening.